This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Tensions rise over Nancy Pelosi's expected US visit House to Taiwan. U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has just arrived in Taiwan. And Beijing has not condemned Moscow's actions, only calling for maximum restraint in Ukraine. What a year it has been for Singapore business. Yes, there was a pandemic. But then came the Russian-Ukraine war. And then in August, temperatures in the U.S.-China rivalry soared to a new high when U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan. Among local businesses, geopolitics was beginning to cause alarm. Which businesses are the most affected? What should they do? Welcome to Work Talk, a Straits Times podcast to help you work smarter, think deeper, and get ahead in your work life. I am Chris Wu. For today's episode, I'm pleased to have with us Mr. Stephen Tracy, Mr. Kurt Wee, and Ms. Dora Horn. Stephen is the COO of Milieu Insight, which recently did a survey about how geopolitics are affecting businesses across Southeast Asia for the Straits Times. Dora is the founder and CEO of Bestwell International, a 32-year-old Singapore company that has made its mark around the world, especially in China. Kurt is the president of the Association of Small and Media Enterprises. Stephen, tell us about the survey that you did for the Straits Times. It was an online survey uh, conducted via our online panel, and it included 200 senior decision makers at uh, companies across six countries in Southeast Asia. So that included Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam, and Thailand. And the nature of the survey was we asked them a series of questions about their views and opinions in relation to how geopolitical events uh, have or will impact their businesses, um, again, both, both currently and, and in the future. Was there anything in the results that surprised you? Yeah, the results were really interesting. I, I think first and foremost, the degree to which business leaders across the countries reported being affected by geopolitical events such as U.S.-China tensions or Ukraine-Russia conflict ranged quite a bit. So in Singapore, 54% of the business leaders we interviewed reported being either somewhat or to a great extent affected by these issues. Now that, in terms of all countries we interviewed, was kind of middle of the road. It was countries like the Philippines and Vietnam where they reported the highest impact. So we're talking about things like delays in receiving raw materials, difficulties in finding suppliers. So now you're talking about you know, foreign financial entities being able to uh, distribute funds or venture capital. Um, and then moving on to a country like Thailand, they were a lot more likely to note uh, issues with reduced uh, or declines in demand. And when you think about that country, their, their biggest industries are automotive and tourism. And obviously, there's been a, a huge disruption to tourism over the last couple of years. It's obviously on the upswing. But also with the recent semiconductor shortage, there's also some, some strain in the automotive sector. Stephen, I want to come back to that section that Milio has done about how businesses in Singapore feels about how the government is leading in responding to geopolitics, especially the US-China tensions. So, about 4 in 10 Singapore respondents said their companies have the means to navigate the tensions. But about 7 in 10 Singapore respondents said the Singapore government has been effective in minimising the impact of US-China tensions on the economy. If we connect the dots, do you think that naturally companies here are looking to the government to lead our response? 
Absolutely. And an another data point that supports that is in the survey, we asked about three different specific issues, which included the uh, Russia-Ukraine conflict, um, the more recent U.S.-China tensions, and the ongoing impact of COVID. And we asked uh, the, the various business leaders across the countries which of these issues they feel are going to continue to impact them. And interestingly, the impact of COVID ranked the highest uh, among those three issues for on average across the countries. However, the impact of COVID was the lowest among Singaporean business leaders. And I think that's a strong signal or a, a strong evidence of how, uh, how well the Singapore government has, has been at supporting businesses in, in the country, whether it's through subsidies, through training, um, uh, or through grants and things like that. And I, I think that also kind of really coming back to your original point, it shows that that difference between Singaporean business leaders who might feel that they don't necessarily have the tools to navigate future uncertainty, they know that they can rely on the government and government support to get them through it. So, Kurt, what do you think of this? I will say that substantial amounts of Singapore companies do business with China, buys or supplies to China, buys from or supply to China. At the same time, we also have a lot of companies that supply to um, American multinational companies, a subcontractor that make components and, and supplies for these large companies in Singapore. You know, uh, Singapore have been quite correctly firmed on emphasizing the independence of Singapore, importance of the neutrality of where we stand and being friends with everybody so that we can conduct business with everybody. That's really, really important to, to businesses. Dora, you've been in China for more than 20 years. You do a lot of business in China. It is your biggest source of revenue. And your second biggest source of revenue comes from Taiwan. On the ground, how do you navigate the tensions between China and U.S., especially with Singapore's stand of neutrality? The most important, if the product can import into the country, we are not worried. Mm. What we worry is that the supply chain issue. Actually, three or four years ago, when, when China and USA had this kind of trade war, so when we, uh, you know, export to China, well, we have incurred high custom tax. And therefore, we have made our decision to make our factory in Singapore. So next time, we are going to produce our product from Singapore. They will make it safe. Kurt, Stephen's survey shows that over 4 in 10 Singapore respondents are saying that they depend on both the U.S. and the China economies doing well. Do you agree? I, I certainly agree because... Uh, you know, we are a country that our economy interfaces with the world. And U.S. is the economic leader in, in many, many aspects. It drives semiconductor subcontractors. It drives a lot of uh, component part manufacturers in Singapore. Uh, we have tons of uh, U.S. investments, you know, lots of MNCs that are invested in Singapore, and, and they actually provide... Uh, a business flow to a lot of SMEs, right? And so U.S. relations with us is very important economically. Concurrently, China is also very, very important because it's a huge market. It has such a tremendous growing middle class. But one thing about China that really stands out is that each province operates on a homogeneous system and structure. So when you get your business formulation right in one province, you find that your ability to scale over the span of the whole country becomes very, very fast. 
And so I've seen businesses, including like Dora's Best World, that, that you know, they've tried two or three times to, to try and get their models right in China. And once they get it right, they really scale like wildfire. And, and that's really the strength of uh, what China has to offer to a lot of businesses, right? And also China has extensive manufacturing muscle in terms of both broad and depth. And you'll find that a lot of product owners, they uh, manufacture in whole or in part out of China and various parts of other countries as well. There are a lot of Singapore uh, manufacturers that actually do secondary value add and they collaborate with Chinese manufacturers. Overall, global economy matters a lot to Singapore, including the financial health of the global economy. Kurt, you said that in the short and medium term, the semiconductor and electronic sectors are the most likely to be hit. What is your advice to businesses? I've spoken to American companies as well. And, you know, even the American companies are saying, you know, there are such extensive procurement base out of China. And when I look at how both the physical economy and the financial economy is connected between the two, you know, any talk of decoupling is, is not as easy as people think it is going to be. And, and so for businesses, especially for SMEs, you should... Try to find where the opportunity is amidst the noise, amidst the crisis, and then uh, build your niche and build up your enterprise and your trade link. So what are the issues that keep our business people awake in the next 12 months? The one thing where you saw a unified response was people, business leaders' greatest concern over the next 12 months is, is prices, inflation. Their greatest concern is uh, the cost of materials and commodities going up, energy prices. and. I, I can speak to this. I work for a startup uh, that is a tech company. We don't have to buy a lot of physical materials, but our costs of business are going up. You know, the cost of our, you know, our, our cloud computing and all that stuff has, has, has increased. So when you also go beyond price, the second most highest concern was the decrease in customer demand. And that, again, this is the recipe for a recession. I think Kurt and uh, Dora had great points, which is, you know, businesses need to be resilient and create short and medium-term plans, but also think long-term. I want to ask this question of all of you. In the middle of a fight between two giants, do Singapore businesses have a role to play? All the Chinese, they like Singaporean, strong integrity. They mm. trust. Singaporean, we can speak Chinese, we can speak English, right? So then we, we are something like a leader man, you know, Chinese and also to the West. As a hub within ASEAN, Politicians from various countries can come here and, and this can be a melting point of discussion and whether we are, we are matchmaker or we are peacemaker or whichever it is, that's always important that we make ourselves useful as long as we remain uh, neutral and anchored within the ASEAN bloc itself. I think that, that's the position I think that is uh, important for us. We, I would hope that Milieu can play a role in, in, in driving uh, awareness and, and, and understanding and also helping to play a role in these issues going forward. I think you already have in helping us to do this survey. I'm Chris Bu, and I hope you have enjoyed this episode of World Talk, part of The Straits Times, your money and career channel. If you'd like to read the stories about business in the crosshairs of geopolitics, we have a link in our podcast text description below. We'd love to hear your views, so drop us a note with your story. My email address is in the podcast text description. In the meantime, have a good work week.
That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.